We're starting a podcast, hosted right here on Antoine Jamal's channel. Uh, We're ready to kick on. Let's start a podcast today. Our topic is sci-fi movies. We've got awesome guests who are permanent members of Let's Start a Podcast because we are starting a podcast. We're going to kick right over to them. And we've got Dadmin, Delighted People, and Todd. <laughs> here we go. Oh, he's about to unmute. How we doing, fam? Oh, we're doing. Just living large in my basement. Living large in your basement. That's, yeah. I don't live in a basement, but I do live in an apartment that is pretty close to a basement. Here for I, I, I live in my mom's basement. I'm not going to lie. Do <laughs> you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with that. Here Rent for cheap. Night, we have three middle aged. I rack up her power bill mining my bitcoins. <laughs> but you don't spend that money on webcams. Right. No. He does need to buy a webcam. True facts. Who wants to be seen? <laughs> no, I look like the south end Yo, of the northbound. What's going cow. on, Vicky? Dr. Donk, how we she doing? also went to the Buster Blue As you can see, we are doing a podcast this evening. We are continuing yeah. our sci-fi movie topic. It's uh, the <clears throat> Milford Academy. So just enjoy what you're yeah. looking for. There's the Academy for MILFs? Uh, the Milford correct. Academy? Because is, that's, I am, I am on board. <laughs> like Remember you're on diff? board? Like, how does that work? Like, do you vote on who can teach there? Is that, I'm confused. You're on the board? <laughs> yeah. I'm on the board. The board of trustees. The school board. The board of trustees. Mm-hmm. Yep, we only hire milfs, and it's a great school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good it's one. A t- it's tough to get around the discriminatory policies, <clears throat> but you find a way. Um, <laughs> that place would be full of policies that would uh, break all types. Can of I? Rules. Can I extricate myself from this now? Kick Is it. That okay. You know what, Todd? You're gonna lead us off. Am I? Okay. Let's uh, let's right. let's kick into the sci-fi genre. Um, All right. I think have we introduced our our soon to be podcast a little bit, not too much, but we do need I mean, to kick on yeah. to what what it is. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Dadman. This uh, bottom left here is Dadman. I don't know if you want to be called Dadman. You want to be called what, yeah, what would you want to be called? Call me Dadman. Dadman. Here we go, Dadman. I hate that. What are we doing, Devin? Doesn't merely matter. What are we doing here? What is this? Um. Well. We're, we, uh, obviously, because we're a group of very diverse individuals, we <laughs> thought it was important to share our views about science fiction with the world. You know? It's what, it's what everyone is asking for. There's four really suburban white dudes to talk about science fiction. Oh, yeah. we're not suburban. Oh, we're sorry. small town. We're small, small town. town. Yeah, true. That's actually more accurate. Small town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so we're, you know. This, this so, Devin, podcast. what are dad men? Sorry. What, what is, what are sci fi? Um, what are in sci fi? What are in is a, a sci fi unit? I it can is, have Sifi. Uh, I mean, you know, if I were to define it, I would say that it's sci that also fies. Um, but mostly I would say that it is sciencey, fictiony stuff, you know? <laughs> So untruths about science. Untruths? Untruths. Or not truths yet. I think you're looking for speculative. Future truths. Yeah, speculative fiction or science fiction. Because I wouldn't say they're untruths. I think it's hypothetical fiction. True. What you're doing is you're taking, you're 
your hypothesis about <clears throat> technologies and or future developments and then saying, hey, how does humanity deal with all this bull crap? And the answer is usually poorly. And we enjoy that. Typically. Because for some reason, we like to like think about as a, as a species, how everything can go wrong and then envision ourselves in that. It's like, oh man, it'd be so cool if like everything was dying and blowing up and stuff. Love it. No? Should we pull up like the Wikipedia definition? Do we need it? I, I mean, we can, but I'm pretty sure, look, we're four white guys talking about science fiction. I'm pretty sure any potential audience understands what we are talking about. True facts. True facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Does, uh, does Banana Man have anything to add? Banana Man on the bottom right is uh, Delighted People. Jared. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, that's me. Whatever we're going to call you. You are a Banana Man on chat. It's, so it's on me. stream. It's, it's, it's me. It's your friend, Jared. I'm a <clears throat> Banana Man. Hey. There's always money in the banana stand. We're gonna highlight. Yep. We're gonna highlight Banana Man. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, about what? I'm I'm, I'm here for the ride, man. <laughs> <laughs> True. I like that. I like True. that. Well, basically, we've decided that we're gonna talk about. You know, each of us will will choose three favorite, not in any necessarily particular order, favorite sci-fi films. Yep. films or cinema we are we are sticking to that film criteria Oeuvre. yeah obviously Oeuvre. in the course of our our first season we're going to discuss science fiction in depth and tonight to kind of kick us off we're looking at top films for each member of the podcast what they mean to us what it what mm -hmm. they say to and us and all that bullcrap yeah what, <laughs> <laughs> you know that garbo yeah, yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Devin, do you wanna do you wanna tell us about your first film? It's tough. I I have trouble ranking things when they're in like a top three. No particular order. Five. No particular order. There's no wrong oh. answers, man. Nothing okay. is fucked here, dude. Man, this is tough. This is tough. Um, I guess yeah. I should ask, are we doing NSFW? Is this you can say whatever you want. Thank you. Is, is this okay. is this the kickoff? Are we are we diving into our yeah? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here. Okay. Kick it up. Time is of the carpe the diem, bro. I will I will take the first slot. Diem the carp. <laughs> I like I like to fish, whatever. Um. <clears throat> ooh. Okay, Art so Force hates sci-fi. Nice. <laughs> do I have the floor? Is that what this is? Yeah. Um. Sorry, chat, but I'm not going to say Ender's Game because this is not about books. <laughs> this is about movies. They did. Right? They did throw an Ender's Game already. They did make a uh, a movie, but it's oh. not on my list. Sorry, everyone. Um, Let's see here. There we go. We're just going to focus on you. OK. All right. <clears throat> now that I'm really close into that camera. um. I think my third on my list is um, it's a film that's got some 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 history, all right, and it's a film that you can watch not just for the science fiction, but for the action, all right. And it's uh, Terminator Two. Terminator Two is just one. It's 
it feels like it's an incredible piece of filmmaking for when it came out and like how good it looks today. And the saddest thing is because I haven't prepped very well for this. I haven't rewatched it recently. So it's, it's been a little while, but uh, who doesn't love like the, the idea of man versus machine man versus AI, all of the technology just bursting out of, you know, of the future into the now to start killing mm -hmm. you. <laughs> right. True facts. And you know, it's funny you actually bring that up. I, uh, before I moved back to Pocatello, mm -hmm. um, I actually was at a game night with a couple of friends of mine, and one of them said he had never seen a Terminator movie. So we were there for like a weekend. So we, we were like, okay, well, we're going to now watch Terminator 1 and 2, and we watched them back to back. It was especially great because the reveal... I didn't remember this from when I had seen it, you know, in the like nineties was the last time I watched it. I'd totally forgotten about the reveal that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy. So like he actually was kind of Spoilers. blown away by the, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Any movie that's more than 10 years old, I don't care. Like at no, this point, internet no, spoiled no, you no, long no before I showed up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, there's a scene where, um, the T-1000 is about to, like, murk Edward Furlong. And uh, and then Arnold jumps in and saves the day kind of a thing. And so, yeah, I, I think that movie actually both, – both of those movies actually hold up really well. Yep. I, I will say I do think it's a tough choice to pick, like, one of them. But, like, T2, it, like, it's it's got the same themes, but, like, visually, it's – and the the whatever the CGI and the things they're using, it was just it was insanely good. It totally, really totally. Yeah. I, it's a it's definitely a rewatchable film. You know, I just pulled it up uh, for our audience to see. I didn't just off the top of my head. I didn't realize it was directed by James Cameron. Both of them. I just Both didn't the even were... didn't even think about it. Yeah, and yeah. unsurprisingly, it does star Arnold. You know. Yeah. Well. Well, and it, it also it generally changes <clears throat> genres, kind of, because like the first one is mostly a sci-fi and thriller, and it's 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 very localized and small scale, and T two actually like just kind of flipped it over mm -hmm. and turned into something much bigger, which mm -hmm. I find interesting because in the same around the same time period, like James Cameron earlier just did that with Alien and Aliens. Totally, and he turned Alien from a, a sci-fi horror into a into um, a sci-fi action film. <laughs> now, some people love Aliens more, but I personally don't. I don't think it's anywhere near as good. I'm as with you. Alien, but like he was for his time. James Cameron did all that kind of stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's true. <laughs> was, uh, was Aliens his first movie as a director? Or was no, it I don't think so. Might have been. Going Aliens into, was what, 86, let's 85? See. Let's look at his director credits. We got uh, 78, uh, Xenogenesis. Hmm. Okay. 81, Piranha 2, The Spawning. 84, The Terminator. Okay. 86, Aliens. Holy. Oh. Wait a minute. He actually directed <clears throat> the most recent Terminator movie? That can't be right. No, no, no. Okay. I'm misreading things. Yeah. Yeah. 
Terminator was his big breakout film for that sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Well, speaking of James Cameron, I actually Todd, kick one it of mine one of mine that's on the list is actually a James Cameron joint is The Abyss. Uh I think that okay. that is a movie uh, everybody's familiar with it here of the four of us. I feel like I have not, I have not I don't think I've watched it. Man, I have not seen The Abyss. I will warn you right now, the downside of The Abyss is that the ending isn't the best. A lot of people have a really hard time with the ending. I personally like it. I don't think it's the best ending, but it was kind of the the only ending that could really resolve the way that it did. But the the premise of the movie is is that um there are there's a, a submarine that's doing deep sea oil drilling. And the crew ends up encountering something underwater. And the Navy ends up sending down a SEAL team to investigate. Okay. And uh, it's got Ed Harris in it. I don't know how you guys feel about Ed Harris. I, like I Ed love Harris Ed Harris. Well. Yeah, he's he's where it's at. Uh, and through a series of events, you end up finding out that it's aliens. Like, that are down, that are underwater. And... The reason why I actually think it's such a great sci-fi movie is because it it kind of addresses or discusses how humanity as a whole would actually interact with beings from another planet that may or may not make themselves completely public the moment they arrive. Mm -hmm. All right. But but at the same time are not malicious. You know, like you have those like secret invasion type alien things. Yeah. These aliens actually don't have any ulterior motive. In fact, part of the conflict is is that there is a faction that wants to attack the aliens because they fear the unknown, and there's a faction that are like, we know nothing about them, and they have not assaulted or tried to do anything to cause harm. And so that's really the question that's being presented, and, and what's the best way to approach that kind of a thing? And honestly, uh, that... Oh, sorry. Some of, the, some of the special effects in that were groundbreaking as well because a lot of it takes place underwater and there's like they actually he built a giant tank to film in well that's that seems very james cameron-esque yeah it totally (laughs) is it totally is ship and sunk it too that's true it's true oh yeah that reminds me of there was a movie that came out in 2020 called underwater with Kristen stewart it's like and it was pretty good the same i haven't seen that it's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's fun. It's also got TJ Miller in it. But you're saying yeah. it's the same theme as that? Yeah, it sounds pretty. It's pretty much the same, and it kind of has like a Cthulhu type yeah. uh, thing, like where it's these the aliens or whatever you want to call it is like more. They really don't care about people. They just exist. Like yeah, ants it's on just... the side of the road don't know what's going on about the highway. They they totally. have no concept of it. Right. Totally. totally. Um, I was going to say, though, I think it's interesting because that does reflect a lot of like humanity as a whole's thoughts about space exploration. Like, obviously, we're very fearful of the unknown, and there's probably some military technology and, and some uh, research that's being done that's mostly defense oriented. But mm-hmm. some of our greatest missions have been sending out information about ourselves. Mm hmm. In- Base, 
right? We haven't achieved, you know, sending people, um, explorers, but, you know, we've sent items that have, you know, our music, our writings, our creations, you know, that, that kind of thing is. Whatever kind of we feel like is our identifier. The two sides of that, that coin that you mentioned in, <clears throat> in, in that movie, I feel like that's true. pretty represented in the real world. So it's true. True. Touching on them, them feels. Jared, what's your first movie that you want to talk about? Um, I guess the first movie I would like to talk about is one of. I would say it's in my top five movies of all time. Okay. So not just in my top sci-fi movies. Okay. But top movies of all time. Don't and have to would, be mutually exclusive. So yeah. They <laughs> would be 2001: A Space Odyssey, uh-huh. which I know is pretty cliche to talk about. I guess. I, and when it doesn't have to be. So the thing, the thing about 2001: A Space Odyssey that gets me just in terms of movies, and we'll talk. I'll talk about the sci-fi part in in a minute. But sure. Like as a movie, it is, in my opinion, one of it's like a perfect movie or cinema experience. So what I'm talking about like that is, I'm I mean, what what is a film or what is a cinema experience to me? Well, it's the combination of, of the visuals, it's the music, it's the story, it's all the, all the different themes that they bring up. And 2001, a space odyssey nails every single one of them um, in such a unique and great way. Like the visuals in 2001 are, are really, really, really great. But then it also marries it with a com- just a completely awesome soundtrack that's iconic and mm-hmm. is like permeated into culture s- super hard. Sure. And then it also Fair like enough. touched on very, very um, sci-fi themes of of hu- the evolution of humanity. Now you might um, not like the story it tells because it's a little hard to follow if you're just like casually watching, but when you really start to like analyze it and, and kind of think about what it might mean and what the next step of human evolution might be from now and you know, what it would be sure. in the future. Sure. It, it's just kind of thought provoking and um, kind of leads more to like the possibilities of what could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's kind of what mostly what I'm getting at. It's just, it's so masterfully crafted. <laughs> by Stanley Kubrick in this, what I would say, like a perfect cinema experience. I'm going to say something controversial here. I haven't seen it. That's not controversial. But the way he talks about it, the way he talks about it, it's like a must-see. It is the sci-fi of all sci-fis. I think that it's Or the base of multiple sci-fis, and I haven't even watched it. I almost feel guilty just the way, because Jared is my friend. And I have never, totally. I've never watched a film that's on his top five. Let's say that. That's, that's you know what true. I mean. So that's true. Well, I'm going to say something that is actually controversial. I appreciate 2001: Space Odyssey. I never need to watch it again because it is very boring. I just like there are whole swaths of that movie where it's like there, 15 minutes have lapsed and absolutely nothing has happened. Like oh, oh the yeah, first, great. The first four minutes of the movie are just shots of the desert with the sound effect of wind blowing. And that's four or five minutes. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's just absolutely great. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> visuals, I will give you visuals. I will give you special effects. I will give you groundbreaking for sure. 
appreciate what it is. That movie, for the story that's being told, could have been 45 minutes long. And it's, it feels like three and a half hours. So is it, well, is I, it a dude it, going into space and just exploring? Or like, no, so it's, it's like told a, over the course of different acts. So okay. and it goes through all the evolution of humanity. So it starts with apes just in a desert. Yep. Fighting uh, over so water. So that's that's why that's why Todd hates it. He's he's bored. Yeah, and it, it's a li- I, it's pretentious. Feels out of place. It is. Todd hates nature. <laughs> I, and, see, that's so not, I would that's say that's not true. That's not one true. One of the main one of the, another movie that's not a sci-fi, but that is also in my top five movies. Probably is also very similar in what I say is like an ultimate cinema experience, mm-hmm. but it's also really pretentious, and I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. And that would be the um, tree of life. And it does the same thing where it just kind of meanders and there's nothing happening really. Mm-hmm. But there's these beautiful shots and the music is just amazing. And everything about it just like, like really speaks to me. And that's kind of how 2001 is. And I, I, I know a lot of people won't like 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. Um, but yeah. If I know no, you at I all, think, you're all about I think visuals. everybody will. A I lot think, of people will like it. I definitely think it's worth a watch. Um, <clears throat> because like Jared says, isn't it? It is kind of an experience. Oh, and um, you will definitely, after you watch it, you will start to see references to it in every oh, movie yeah. that you watch. In and you'll be like, oh my gosh, that's what this reference is. Yep. And I had never, never had any idea that that's what it's it was true. From. It's true. So one of the things about it that stands out to me is that most of science fiction film that I cut my teeth on, if you will, was mostly like sci-fi adventure, right? Um, I mean, everybody's watched, well, most people have watched Star Wars, um, a lot of the recent Marvel movies, you know, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got everything with Thanos. Those are all like, you know, the science fiction adventure type yeah. movies. There's, there's dozens, <laughs> dozens. Right. Those type of films in the genre. And that's most of what I, I probably saw growing up. Um, I think 2001 A Space Odyssey was the first, um, when I finally did see it, um, the first sci-fi film that um, really honed in on that like unsettling feeling um, where it's trying to build like that, I don't know, like that emotional distrust of some of, of some of what's going on with the, the technology and other things in the movie. Like mm-hmm. it really, it really builds that, uh, that tense feeling while you're watching it. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, that was something that stood out to me for it. Um, it's. I'm it, just saying, if you're going to watch it, make sure you have an energy drink and <laughs> no interruptions from your children. Like, Yeah. And Jared would agree with me on that, probably. Like, oh yeah, it, it's something that you honestly, the ideal viewing experience is, is a dark room, great surround sound, yeah, zero interruption. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've seen it. I've seen it three times, and and the first time I was like, I hate this movie more than I have ever hated anything in the world. The third time I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I understand it. I know what's going on because it's also not the most accessible movie. You do, you do have to like dedicate some time to it. But I, I like it, but I don't know that I ever need to see it again. Okay. And but Jared's right; it's it's arguably the most influential sci-fi movie of all time. Okay. It, three yeah. watches is not bad, though. You know. Yeah. That's probably more than most people have sure. seen it. Sure, sure, true. sure. It's true. 
AJ, what's your, uh, so I was, what's that, your was, first that was my good segue, actually. You said it's a movie that I'll never see again, right? Yeah. I will tell you a movie that you should see often because you just, you have to, right? And I want to preface sure. some stuff. Uh, I, <laughs> I, so if I think of sci-fi, I think of like space. It, just right off the bat, I think sci-fi, I correlate it with space. And yeah. I, and I know that's not accurate because that's not what sci-fi is. Sci-fi is a huge range of just everything, right? It, yeah. It seems like a pretty big deal to it, though. No, space is important, no doubt. I'm just saying Yeah, it's, it's important. So <clears throat> I will say Galaxy Quest. Now, oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> I've, I've brought this up before. You guys are going to laugh. And I know Jared would be like, get out of here. He just he'd like leave the podcast right now. He's just going to quit. That this is even this is even brought up, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I want to say it's like Galaxy Quest to me is yeah heck yeah Doctor Donk in the chat says that's that's an important one. Um, it's like it's a comedy, obviously, right? Comedy is important to me, but it also completely explores space and like that whole. The, the speculative sci-fi stuff that we're talking about. So, mm -hmm. and that's why I love it. I mean, it, it has like acting that's phenomenal. Like Alan Rickman. Um, yeah. I like Tim Allen in it and even Sigourney Weaver from an alien, you know, awesome. And it, it just, yeah, it just, yeah. Wow. There's a whole bunch of people in it and it just, it works. And I want to, I, I want to also say something like we brought up star Wars oh, in the past. Know forgot about that Toby Shalhoub <laughs> that's so great in that movie yeah sorry. it's a fantastic sorry. movie dude you're a, not wrong the cast wrong. Uh, like just the cast right there is like yeah. awesome yeah and and so okay I want to say like Star Wars right Star Wars is sci-fi but it's in its own world okay yeah. like and, and I think Devin mentioned the other day it's it's like magic it's like sci-fi magic like it's, it's space magic space Sorry, magic fantasy. right yeah and the th the the difference to me is that in in star wars they live in this world where they they're all used to it that's just their life like mm -hmm. nothing is new to them yeah sure yeah. the dark side like the, the dark side of the force whatever like joins together and there's a death star but it's there's nothing crazy about it it's just like mm -hmm. that's the world they live in so on yep. this one it's I don't even would call it like exploration, but they get like shoved into that world of sci-fi where they're just like, they were just playing as actors. And then they're suddenly like, Jared, do you know the plot of this movie? Yeah, of course I do. Of course you do. Okay. Just making You've sure. You've seen it, right? Just Yeah. Like, have all I, I, four I, of us seen it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying this is my number one. I'm just saying this is like, when I think of sci-fi, I, I think I have to put this in the list because I think it has its own mark. Sure. Right. Um, it, it definitely probably brings people into science fiction that otherwise would be. There, it's a gateway, right? It's kind of a gateway to at least be introduced to like a space theme that somebody would write off completely. Well, um, I also think that there is a validity to it being an actual like legitimate sci-fi story that's being told. Because that too. Right. If you really think about it, it's it's two at-war civilizations that are one of them is seeking help from a technologically advanced civilization. Mm -hmm. 
but each civilization has their own intricacies that are different aspects where, you know, the main uh, race, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, the, the race that hires them to come and, and aboard the Galaxy Quest ship, but their innocence and, and the concept of like deceit. Yeah, and, they don't even understand it. Right. And and that that is something that is very much like a high sci-fi. There would be a there there would be a civilization that doesn't understand like human that. concepts. Sure, exactly, right, exactly. Which is don't get sarcasm, and that's on the yeah. same planet. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. So I I had to throw it in for a nod. Uh, a for the cast, and and obviously just all those topics we we covered there. Just like I think it's it has its place. Like yeah. a, a, a comedy side of sci-fi has its place. Just I totally, I totally just remember Justin Long's character in that movie. Like, <clears throat> who's that? He's he's the, fan. he's the huge super fan. That oh yeah, all yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing. Yeah, and his mom makes him take out the garbage. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to rewatch this movie. It's yeah. you know, it's also it is an homage to earlier science fiction. You know, it is as well. So it it's. Is. It's not just, it's not making fun of it. It doesn't feel like it's actually no. validating. Uh, like it, like as a something that deserves that interest, you know? Very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the long character is what makes everything function because of yeah. his. And I don't think it's necessarily making fun of like the Star Trek world. It's just like, it's just, it works. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I have a, I have a list of like twenty movies, but I just felt like that that was important. Yeah. yeah. So fun fun side note about that movie. What's up? I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but fun side note from my history is that that was one of the first movies I saw as a from a DVD. Really? Oh wow! Okay, nineteen ninety nine. That would make sense. And my my family was pretty early on the whole DVD thing. Yeah, my dad yeah. is is very much into audio and and that kind of a thing, and so you know we have th- this nice stereo setup, mm-hmm. and he was very excited for DVDs and being able to use his surround sound system that he has and nice speakers and stuff. So I I distinctly remember the very first one I watched was The Mask of Zorro. I believe oh, it's Mask, wow, right? Yeah, with Antonio Banderas, Antonio Banderas, and Anthony Hopkins, and, and Anthony Jones. Hopkins. And yep. that and... movie also slaps. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that does. movie's actually pretty great. <laughs> yeah, and Galaxy Quest was probably the second one that I watched on DVD. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of it's got like it's got a little place in my heart just because of like it was like such a brand new yeah. time. Yeah. And it was like a sci-fi, so like it's got to look good. Totally. So you got got to rock that 480p, baby. Yeah, yeah. I have Galaxy Quest on VHS. Ooh. <laughs> that's a flex. Mm-hmm. That's a that, flex. That's, that's an original right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Devin, what's your second movie? All right. Um, and we're getting to the real needy greedy now. The, the needy greedy. Um, man, I've had a really tough time choosing here. Um, okay. I kind of. I had a list of five, and trimming down from five to three is just tough. But I decided that my number two film <laughs> is Ex Machina. Okay. Uh, which is a pretty recent film. Uh, is it five years old? AJ, you throwing up the stats right now? Uh, it was in 2014. Okay. 
So one, the cast in this is amazing. Um, you've got Donald Gleason, Oscar Isaac. Um, oh, what's the female lead? I can't remember her name. You got that for me? Uh, Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. It's her just... character's name is. Scroll down, AJ. Robot, girl, robot. No, it's like Eva or Anna or Ava. something. Ava, Ava, thank you. I knew there was a V in there. Nathan. Um, And it like, one, it's amazing that the whole movie works with like, there are other characters, but they're not really there that often. And there's not a lot of like reference to other characters. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think every aspect of this movie hits for me. One, the soundtrack is amazing. I listen to it all the time. It is good. I probably put it on weekly. Um, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. I have D and D books in the background there when I'm trying to like put something together for a, like a dungeon where we hurt people. I listen to that soundtrack because <laughs> the X Machina soundtrack. Like, oh yeah. Stuff is going to get real. Yeah, no, it's just, it's that good. Um, their performances are great. The, the visuals are like spectacular. Uh, I really like, um, Donald Gleason in that. Yeah. I like him in, in whatever he acts in, actually, but he, that specifically. He is, yeah. He's shot to the top of my list of like. Because of that movie? Movies because of. Yeah. yeah. Same, same with Oscar Isaac. I think, though, that the first movie I really noticed him in was um, that, like, I was like, oh, that guy's a guy I should watch, was Inside Lewin Davis. And I really like that movie, too. But uh, I hate that I haven't seen it yet. The plot is fantastic. It totally caught me off guard multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me stay awake thinking about it afterwards. But I was just like, man, that got too real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And I still feel like it leaves enough open-ended um, possibilities at the end of it that I like still think about it, man. Like, I wonder totally. what this, how this scenario plays out. I wonder how this totally. played out. Um, and visually, it is spectacular as well. The use of like lighting to help like enforce themes and to make you feel uncomfortable is even just the cover. If you're, if you look at the, the cover, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's kind of haunting almost like to see like it an is. AI. It's, it's something that yeah. should look normal yeah. and makes it look off. Mm-hmm. Great. True. Yep. True. And it also, yeah, I, has, you know, like a weird dancing scene. So that was fun. I love how that movie it starts off so innocently and there's just it's just them talking and then as the movie progresses the sense of dread just gets bigger mm-hmm. when with every reveal you're just like oh shit and the stakes get like a little like it notches it perfectly the pacing uh-huh. in that movie is and like and when he realize when he realizes that this whole thing has been a manipulation to him and you're just like oh shit and then the movie just gets real yeah, yeah. she just like turns on like craziness yep mm-hmm. yeah and multiple, just, times, really multiple times in it you think that you know what's going on you're like oh i think i see where this is going and then it takes it to a different level and then you don't and then like, you super don't <laughs> and then you're like okay i got that well, like i do not know where this is going anymore and that was a really cool feeling um yeah but it does really make you long term and that's why i love it as you know a, a good example of science fiction is it makes you think about the possibilities that exist with mm-hmm. a, an AI, like a really advanced intelligence that we create. Like mm-hmm. we like to think that we're the masters of our creations, 
and AI has that possibility where it's like, no, nah, not really. Yeah. I mean, I, do you guys remember on Twitter a couple of years ago where I can't remember if it was Microsoft or someone else created a bot that was just supposed to learn from people talking to it. Mm-hmm. And oh, they yeah. kind of shut it down after like a day because it was it like pays tweets or something like that. It became mm-hmm. like a disaster in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Like it went from like, hi, how are you? It's nice to meet you and exist to Hitler was right. And we're taking down America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It was that quick too. Like, yeah. cause we just, we don't know what learning path those things will take mm-hmm. it's true. to our own expectations. I forgot and, about that. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It was really insane. And it's, it's a great example of like, we just don't know what an AI could do. That's right. true. Right. You know, speaking of AI, oh, if, really? I may, if I may, if I may jump, <laughs> my number two, my number two actually deals with the AI as well. All right. Uh, Last thing before we jump to your number oh, two. Oh, sure, sure, sure. This was also one of the most uncomfortable scenes in a movie I've watched with my wife. <sighs> we were just sitting there and then all of a sudden it's like naked robots, everyone. Lots of them. Lots uh, of naked robots. I just remember her being like, what is this? And me being like, uh, it's it's science. <laughs> science fiction? Science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For science. I think it'll, it'll change. Listen, girl, we got to watch this. But yeah. science. Yeah. But it was, yeah, that's my last thought about the movie. Nice. Uh, my second pick, and again, this isn't like in any particular order. I just... Because uh, for me, the criteria was is like, what's a sci-fi movie that, to me, may have had a story that's small but deals with concepts on a larger yeah, sure. scale of like humanity. So AI was actually one of the things that came to my mind, and my number two movie is actually Her. Okay. Okay. Uh, with I, Joaquin I, Phoenix. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I you think that that. Oh, did I really? No, you're good. Oh, I'm sorry, Jared. It, it's a good one. I was. It's a good one. I was trying to because I know in our like pre-planning chat there were a couple movies banded about, and I was like, okay, I, I'm not gonna do any of those. It's so interesting. I didn't even think of this one, but it yeah. is. Okay. Is good. It's it's a hundred percent a science fiction movie because it because it to me it actually slit it slides into two different sci-fi slots that are something that. Again, the larger aspect of the story being told is the extent of what AI can do, which I think what it, how it I changes think, humanity, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. which I think is kind of just the larger scale version of Ex Machina. But I also really like the allegory of the dependency upon technology, and like at what point, at what point do we become, you know, so dependent on them for not just making our lives easy, but actually finding fulfillment within our lives. Sure. Because really, as he's building this relationship with this AI, you know, it it does kind of raise the question of like, is this ethical? Because it's technically an AI that he has decided to utilize to make his life easier, but then they start to develop emotions. And, you know, can an AI have emotions and feelings? And if... Yeah, and and I think that I think that the craziest part to me and the part that still like sticks with me is that basically, you know, humanity creates this artificial intelligence that serves a purpose. Yeah. But because it's AI, it develops 
to a point where it's like, okay, now it's got emotions that it's building this relationship. But then it, then it's like, oh, I have like 700 relationships like this now because I get bored and I think faster than any, I, I move in my life as faster than any human alive. Does AI have and, emotions though? But that's the thing <laughs> that I think is very interesting is the exploration of the concept that AI is something like where, where is that line of demarcation between intelligence and humanity? Sure. Think, yeah. And so point where if it is intelligent enough then it does sh or should mm -hmm. develop emotions or at least attachments it's um, true of some form and maybe yeah. that maybe that's what makes us human versus machine but who we don't mm -hmm. really know and i also think the fact that it ends up she ends up getting to that point where she transcends the need for him is also a very interesting concept. Like it, it was kind of the only way that story could resolve, but you never could have come up with it okay. knowing about it. Okay. So, so, so yeah. when that movie came out, like I was going through a time where I was very lonely. And so the, yeah. the movie, like, yeah, it, it, it it's very sci-fi. It talks about AIs and all these things you're, you're, you're talking about. And then it hit me at the same time in like a relationship standpoint because like i i very much related to him i felt mm. like an outcast i don't really like i you know i like people but like they're also super annoying and <laughs> and then when when he he, he starts de developing this relationship with her and um it's just real sweet because you're seeing yeah. like you're seeing a very intimate thing because all it is is just talking in an emotional connection and they tried mm -hmm. doing a physical thing and it's like not working out at all. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's just a very, it was very sweet to see him um, to be part of like a really intimate relationship. And then in terms of like the AI also, like you're talking about AIs and getting emotion. Well, like in the end, it was like these AIs had more emotion than humans at that point. Yeah. You know, they were making better emotional connections and more meaningful ways than what the humans were at that point and it's not really a fault right. of Joaquin Phoenix's character because yeah. mostly the people around him too and yep. like the society as a whole were losing their feeling and yep. like that was also a time in my life because I was feeling lonely I was starting to feel like I was shutting off emotions sure sure and so it hit me on like yeah I love sci-fi and then it hit me because like it, it really got all the emotional beats for me yeah did that movie well, and you are, win awards? You are also a little bit more on the introverted side, um, especially among the three of us. We're all super extroverted a-holes. <laughs> right, Devin and AJ? Accurate. Speak for yourself. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm grade A. Yeah. Prime. Did yeah. her win awards? Was it an Oscar nom? I don't know. I don't think it was up for Best Picture. I don't recall. No. I thought it did win some awards. I know it was I, very, very critically appraised. What year to come out? 2013. 2013? Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought it was 2014. It was 2013, actually. It, it, says, it says here, actually, if I'll pull up the stats. Well, it's, it's it says it was released in USA in January, yeah, of 2014, but it says that it is a 13 film, according to IMDb. Well, that, it's, it's probably odd. because it was at it was probably a Sundance. Sundance in thirteen, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it won best original screenplay. Okay. 
Oh yeah, right here. One one Oscar, eighty two yep. wins and one hundred eighty six nominations. Interesting. It was nominated for multiple. So I mean, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was interesting for all the reasons you're saying. Same thing. Just a whole different take on uh, society or what AI would do with it, right? 2013 is also the year that uh, Frozen was unleashed on the world. Oof. Yeah. Let's talk about Frozen as a sci-fi film. Um. So talking about AI, I guess, leads into my movie. Oh. Oh. Okay. Wah-wah-wee-wah. <laughs> Wah-wah-wee-wah. <laughs> well. It's it, it's it's got to be Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. I was gonna say. I, I do love the original. Um, I think the new one is better. Okay. Uh, more consistent. I like again. I love the original, and I love. There aren't it, seventeen it, versions of it. Yeah, and it's 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 it's, it's so different than what normal sci fi is. It's very sensual, which is just really weird and. Very low on the action, even though it kind of looks like it should be heavy on You're action. saying this one or the old versions? The old one. But this okay. one one is just much more consistent, the new one. Um, and everything about it, like, I guess uh, maybe I'm just pretentious because that's what I was just talking about <laughs> in my last movie. Um, but how visually stunning this movie is. I wonder. No, it, yeah. Yeah, 100%. like it, it just absolutely blew me away by how good it looked. It's one of my still favorite, haven't seen it favorite movie theater experiences that I've had was watching um, it. It was in good. fact yeah, I, I had it with have... you and Jared. Yeah, yeah. We went together. I just remember leaving the theater going like, "What a fucking good movie!" <laughs> Damn. Like it, it, maybe I, I mean I'm a I love the cyberpunk genre. Yeah, this um, is right in that slot, hundred percent. And it's just even just down to the colors, the color scheme, <clears throat> the palettes in in the movie, and all the different places, the sense <laughs> of dread that it builds throughout the movie, and while it leads you to believe one thing and then flips it towards the end, and it's the whole thing just really is it's bit much, it's so cohesive and just absolutely stunningly visually stunning. And you know, I need to see I'm, I'm going to throw out that, that I. I actually like really liked Ryan Gosling in it. Oh, Gosling. Ryan Gosling! Great. And I don't think he. Great actor. I don't think he normally plays in stuff like this that often. Seemingly, mm, like I it, like drive. in like moved yeah, into, like he's moved this. into it more. It's just like it. I, I it was awesome. I really, I really visually, I thought it was fantastic. I do too. I like Ryan Gosling a lot. I think I, I, th- I don't know if I've seen him in a bad role. Yeah. He, I, just, I would agree with that. Like I like in, him. And he fits in his actions. Love. Yeah, he fits in romantic comedies. He fits well in, like some yeah something more actiony like this or in Drive. He's really he, funny. He's nice. actually really funny. Yeah. Yeah. In he's what? Really, nice guys. He, and crazy stupid. Oh love. yeah yeah yeah. Both of yeah. those. Um, yeah. I I'll also say, the biggest problem I have with this movie is that I. I don't want to watch it again. Because you don't want to ruin the theater experience? The theater experience was so good. Like, I can't just put it on my phone and watch it because I feel bad. Like, I feel guilty. Like, I keep meaning to, like, rewatch it more. But I'm always like, no, nah, I need to get Is a Is guilty sound. the right word? It, like, <laughs> it's bad. Yes, that I can't, like, live up to that. So the worst thing about it is that it set the standard so high that I, like, I won't watch it on my phone. Or just, yeah. like 
finish it just to watch. I really want to like experience it again. Uh-huh. That's that's kind of how I feel about a movie that I I love and and I didn't want to talk about on this, <clears throat> but would probably qualify as our honorable mention would be Annihilation. Like mm. I saw that movie twice in the theater. Um, Maybe it's the on someone else's list. It, <laughs> yeah, sorry, but I saw it twice in the theater and. The second time was only because after seeing it, I, I told my wife, I was like, you have to see this movie. It's it's amazing and you have to. And I haven't been every time I think about watching it again, I'm like, but what if it what if it fades <laughs> a little bit? So, yeah, so I feel that I feel that, Devin. Yeah. yeah AJ, yeah. what was your number two? Number two. So. OK, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to preface little get again here wild card i'm a wild card because he is. here's the thing i have all the same movies that you guys are all talking about except 2001 a space odyssey because i haven't seen it to be sure. fair i have sure. all the same movies in a list right to be fair to be fair so no. i got you know there's like 20 movies that i was like hey this is definitely like top sci-fi for me top sci-fi blah 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 totally but then i had to pick out why do i like sci-fi like why why do I like the genre so much? Like space, I kind of mentioned space to me mm-hmm. is is a key. Is usually sexy. what is his your reasoning was sexy aliens. That's what it came down. to. I didn't right. say that, but it's like Not yet <laughs> space is awesome to me. So another, I'm a sucker. I'm a huge sucker in the sci-fi genre for time travel. Okay, mm-hmm. I, okay. I I just like if a movie has time travel in it, I'm usually even if it sucks, I love it. It's no, I'm right there. Okay, I love time travel. So, my next, my next pick. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of time travel movies. I know, there's but a lot this, of good time travel movies too. There is, there is. I, I just, I had to go with this one for some nostalgia reasons. Sure. And I had to go with it for, uh, I think it holds the test of time. All right. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay. The whole so, trilogy, hell, right? As yeah. one I, I mean, you could say the whole trilogy. I'm just saying, we're just, no, I'm just going to talk terrible. about, I'm just going to talk no, about the first not. movie. All right. So, <laughs> Back to the I Future. Sorry, <laughs> AJ. I'll stop. No, you're I'll good. Stop. You're good, dude. You're good. I, I, I throw it Back to the Future because it was probably the first movie that i really remember um watching that was like time travel related that i can like really remember right from my youth and so it and i think it does it really well because there's it's super easy to fall into like time travel tropes and time travel plot holes Mm -hmm. and stuff and i Mm -hmm. just think that they they capture a lot of the essence of of good points of time travel and not they don't fall into traps too often um, they don't get bogged down by it but then they also yeah. like marty <laughs> yeah like uh what's his name christopher lloyd it's just such a perfect character for that mm-hmm. and but they they still kind of throw in some uh technology elements to how the ta- how the time travel works right and so i love it and then just the story works and it's fun anyway it gets kind of lighthearted and whatever and it's just like fun and then movie two is also great. I think it works too. Mm-hmm. The fact that you go to the past or the future, yada, yada, yada. It's just, 
nostalgia wise, I, I, I think it, I it just lie. it works. And it, it it would it's definitely my top. It's top tier for sure, man. Sure, sure. I, the first one, it's got weird things to it, but it's a nearly perfect movie. It's incredibly entertaining too for like a variety of ages. You don't have to be like someone who loves sci-fi, right? Mm-hmm. And I I've seen it. I mean, a hundred times or something because this is a you movie believe. that would play oh. on like cable, yep, all, on, the all the time. And so I've seen iterations of it. I don't know, like I said, 50, 60 times at least, just like oh, scrolling through channels and, oh, Back to the Future. So I watched the back half of it or whatever and I because I like it. And In high school, I spent time sleeping on AJ's living room floor. That's true. With Back to the Future playing as reruns on TV. On TBS. <laughs> In fact. <laughs> oh, well, which one's on? Oh, okay, it's the first one. Cool. I uh, When I was in middle school, Anytime I was sick, my parents had three bootleg trilogies. The original Star Wars trilogy yeah. on one VHS tape. The original Whoa. Back to the Future trilogy on one VHS tape. And then the I uh, the Indiana Jones trilogy on one VHS tape. So depending on how I was feeling. Oh, when so you I had got, the TV like, cuts. The chicken pox. No, huh? Oh, really? They weren't like, the TV cuts. Okay. No, uh-uh. My my mom would rent a VCR from Suncoast Video, which is no longer, and would play it on the one VCR and record it on the other onto a like a nine-hour VHS. That's so they big. all would fit on one. We it didn't record the closing credits I got on you. any of them. So that's how it. That's also you know five eight minutes that it shaves. But yeah, like those were the three times. Like anytime I was sick for school or or whatever i would put in one of those tapes and watch it so i'm i'm right there with you i've seen the whole trilogy a hundred times jared yeah. you're being kind of quiet no i i just love that movie it's great okay i yeah. just i didn't know where you where you laid on it so oh i know i and I, I i am also a sucker for time travel movies and like mm-hmm. i i always it always is really interesting because in my mind maybe it's because i grew up loving back to the future mm-hmm. and i would like I would draw pictures of the flux capacitor. Mm-hmm. My, mom to this, my mom to this day makes fun of me because as like a five-year-old kid, I was just obsessed with the flux capacitor. I didn't I even just, know. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's rad, man. And um, so that's a legit geek flex. Yeah, that's that, that's maybe, a flex maybe right there. Because, no doubt. Maybe because I because I grew up with that. It's like the best way a movie handles time travel that I've seen. You know, like it just right. makes sense the way that they do it. Right. They don't get into the nitty gritty of paradoxes and all this other complicated mm-hmm. stuff. It's just very straightforward. And I find it interesting, like uh, Avengers Endgame, they're just like, mm, yeah, you know, like, you know, Back to the Future. That's that's what we're we're going to go with, you know, <laughs> or like if we're talking about like, I love how like in Looper, they're like sitting down and he's like asking um, questions about how time travel works. And he's like, look. We could do this all day long. We could pull out straws. Have you seen Back to the Future? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just like we can make diagrams, but you know what? It just doesn't matter. And I like like that about Back to the Future. It doesn't try to go overly complicated to explain it. it. And it's just understandable, like natively. And that's how my mind thinks about time travel. Right. So um, actually a previous job I had with Devin, our boss was also obsessed with time travel. We she had this, 
it out. We oh, had wait. this whiteboard in the back, a large whiteboard that was like for notes and jobs and different stuff. We would often wipe it clean and like once draw draw a, like a plot of time travel and how it works like <laughs> we'd so we'd list like all the different time travel movies that kind of take a different some different takes on it and and we just like so what if this happens and then this how this weaves over here and like this thing would just have lines everywhere and plot and you know different divergent timelines and all this crap it was a lot of fun so but we'd always go back to back to the future and you're right jared i think you hit the all right on the mark it's just it's simple it makes sense because it also plays with his family line it like it's easy to understand oh this action makes me disappear like mm -hmm. I, I i cease to exist because i changed the timeline yep and it's it's simple enough and yeah so anyway back yeah. to the future it's that's yeah. uh, it's it's Great definitely pick. i'd have to throw it out in in my yeah. top it's picks and it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's so culturally important that like Nike actually made shoes to match up, you know, that many years later, because mm -hmm. that's how much of a touchstone in our culture it's become. Mm -hmm. I still, amazing. I still remember when Twitter and internet went crazy when November twenty second, twenty fifteen rolled around because that was the time Marty McFly rolled yeah. out too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like. It's happening. Just, yeah, it was like, guys, we're here. And so, we're, you know, we're flying cars. I, I, yeah. I also, from an actor point of view, I actually really enjoy Michael J. Fox. I think Same. he did really well in this structure of a movie. So Yeah, and it's a shame that like he got sick and then just wasn't in things for 20 years. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. He wasn't yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Everyone's hate... been in Scrubs. Also, and... I kind of hate Eric Stoltz. So I'm glad they got rid of him. So yeah, yeah. Devin, I think that means it's uh, it's time for your your top. This is a, this is a tough spot. To but be. again, I don't I don't think it needs to be top because like now that I think about it, I don't know if her would be my top three. I don't know. It's more like I don't know. I, I'm trying to talk about stuff that like. Well, I have this a lot is. If this is a podcast about nothing but sci-fi movies, we got a lot of episodes to talk about more movies. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And never run out of seasons. Um, also, yeah. I think we're in a science fiction like renaissance. Mm -hmm. it sounds like a weird thing to say. No, but like, no, it's true. There's been some amazing, like really good, visually stunning, sound-wise stunning, you know, just well-directed, well-acted science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. They're not just like cheesy. We're just trying to roll something out for the, for the nerds. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, no, this is like science fiction that anybody can enjoy. That's really thought provoking. And that are also just like fun. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of that. Um, it's, it's hard to pick a number one though. Um, and I, I don't, we like understand the disclaimer. So just throw out a, we do, you know, we do just do it, dude. Um, and it is Alien. It's okay. Alien. Okay. The OG. It's the Ridley Scott. <clears throat> like, I, I, it's hard to say which came first, but Alien has touched so many like genres of things. It's affected mm -hmm. you know, video games. It's books. It's so many different types of media. And I'm such a sucker for Alien that even though some of its sequels or like you know branch off films are not great. 
I still love them because I just want more of that like universe. Like I know that people don't super love Prometheus, but I still am oh. like watch it because it's connected to Alien. Oh, <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Um, oh man. Like Alien is just like it's the science fiction, it's the horror. I don't like scary movies at all because I'm a chicken. I'm a complete. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm the guy who checks his windows and doors like multiple times a night. Yeah, like, you do. Who's <laughs> always like, I gotta check in the back seat of my small sedan to make sure it's clear, right? But like, yeah, science fiction horror doesn't like scare me the same way. I still enjoy like the jumps and stuff, but like, I just I love it. I live in nice. Now, it, it just I stands. should tell you today, today mm-hmm. I ordered. The Alien Tabletop RPG. Oof. So right. yeah, that's something that's something that is in my near future, and I'm very excited for. So nicer too, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Interested. You but, can uh, throw them bones like the, the rest of us. Yeah. The thing about Alien is that it it just one it's it's you know the set design, the costume design, the acting, the story is great. It also like. It it does something that kind of stands out in science fiction. It makes Ripley like the badass lead, you mm-hmm. know, woman character who's like, you know, I'm gonna go out there and kick ass, but I'm yep. all terrified. True. <laughs> you know, sure, sure, I don't sure. Compasses a lot of like human range, and it also expanded, I think, science fiction at that point to to more people because it hasn't mm-hmm. historically been a very inclusive accessible uh, genre yeah, accessible thing and and really it it did that like i think that a lot of girls wanted to grow up and be as cool as ripley you know mm-hmm. for sure and I, that wasn't me but <clears throat> I, I don't i don't think oh it's you know a movie about a woman it's a movie about humanity and she just embodies so many things she, it's a great it's a great show the alien is also like one of the creepiest things I can imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, what, what's also great about the alien is that it, it builds all this tension and you never see it until the, towards the end. Mm-hmm. And like, you are, you it's are like, dead scared of this thing that just visually does not exist for you yet. Mm-hmm. And so you are just terrified of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, yep. I have nothing but great it's things not. to say about alien. Totally. Yeah like cgi either it's not a diss on cgi you can do great things with it but like so much of it is practical in that movie like there's so many practical effects and practical designs that they were like well let's take some tubing and some pieces of rubber and we'll paint it and we'll do all this and it still like feels so alien and lived (laughs) in real yeah um and and then there's like it's not even just one monster you know Mm -hmm. the alien is the monster but in the film there's other monsters that are part of the theme that you don't even suspect but that ends up being just as important to the to the plot um, totally true so that ash ashes mm-hmm. just as much an alien monster in that as the yeah. alien itself you know um yeah. and uh and <clears throat> stepping into like how it's affected games and things I don't know if any of you guys have played Alien Isolation. Oh man, it's pretty intense. They really <laughs> that movie, you know, and and the AI in it 
is absolutely like shocking and it's yeah. just a, one movie that long ago has managed to turn so many properties into something so interesting and with so much longevity um so yeah. I really, and i can rewatch it every year or more than every year i don't yeah. feel like it gets old and maybe i'm wrong there but yeah but it's a great to me it's a great movie to rewatch i think it i've is. only watched it like one and a half times oh really yeah okay well, it's right hmm. for me to watch then. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned that, like, I, I do think it is kind of interesting because it's one of the first, like, major mainstream movies in which it has a very strong female lead. Yeah, that Also, sure. it, it, it's funny because you guys are aware of the Bechdel test, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. Right. Yeah, so it comes from a comic strip. Uh, and the joke was is that, you know, the... I, one of the characters in the comic strip, she only watches a movie if it has two female characters that talk to each other and it's not about a man. And in the comic <laughs> strip that it comes from, she references that Alien was the last movie she saw because it passes the Bechdel test. And so, like, yeah. And I also remember when I was in elementary school, uh, the roller rink in the Tri-Cities where I grew up had the Aliens arcade game. Ooh. And I sunk many a quarter into that. Huh. So yeah, Alien is has always held a little little place in my heart. Fun fact: so, yeah. Todd saw Alien in theaters. That's how old he is. I didn't actually. My parents allowed <laughs> me to. I am the old man of the group for sure. But I'm only what, like five years older than you guys? Yeah, so, something yeah. like that. We figured this out, Devin and I did. You're 33. I'll be 33. 33. Okay, I just turned 38. Jared, how old are you? You're around the same age as those fun, two, right? Fun little fact for you. Me and Devin here have the same exact birthday. Oh, exactly. really? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Same age. It's one of there those things, you know? Nice. And I'm both of your father. No, I'm just kidding. We <laughs> um, were busy that one day. <laughs> Todd, you up? Was five. <laughs> Todd so, or Jared? Who's uh, up? Todd? I'm actually I'm actually kind of amazed that it hasn't come up before now, but I think this the reason why this is this is the one that I selected is because don't pick my movie. It probably is. <laughs> it's probably and if it's not yours, it probably also could be Jared's. But it's Arrival. Okay. That movie so good. That movie. Good. First of all, I love Denis Villeneuve. This is the second time he's showing up in this podcast episode. If you'll recall, he did Blade Runner 2049. Yep. Right. Uh, I think he is a fantastic director. I'm so, I, The only reason why I haven't said Dune is because it's not out yet. But I do look I forward to it, though. Yeah. I know it's going to be amazing, and I cannot wait to see it. Um, but I think that Arrival is not only a great movie because it hits all of the cinematic notes. You know, cinematography is great. Special effects are great. It again. Soundtrack's great. Like soundtrack oh, stands way out to me on that film. Being, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, that, that guy actually passed away recently, which is really sad. Yeah. That's a bummer. But that opening shot where the camera is just slightly angled up at that dark wood slat ceiling on her like beach house or whatever. And that just like really solemn violin solo 
intro into that. Oh, it's so like, it still gets me every time, <laughs> but I think that even that aside, again, for me, the criteria was like, what great overarching philosophical quandary is this story being utilized to, to ask. And it, it brings about the concept of, you know, is it really better to have loved and to have lost than to have never loved at all? Like, or is it, is it, if you know the ending is going to be as bitter as it is, is it worth still endeavoring on that journey to still have the positive aspects of it? Because, and again, it's, it's only four years old. So I, I do fear spoilers a little bit, but I'm pretty sure all of mm. us have seen it and nah. we all love it. But the, I the own it. narrative, the narrative and the storyline that's told is also done in such I, the first time I saw it, it blew my mind. Like I, I still remember walking out and being like, I do not know how movies like this exist. I'm lucky to have seen this movie <laughs> because it was just, it's so good. And there have even been, I, I've even seen a couple of YouTube videos of like the epidemic of mediocre movies. And how this is a movie that's a prime example of it honestly should just every movie should hold itself to this bar. It did win an Oscar for best achievement in sound editing, which uh, I have no it's not a surprise. No, it Um, also it was nominated for its soundtrack, too. Yeah. Yeah. Directing picture of the year, screenplay, cinematography, sound mixing. Yeah. Yeah. It. I can't say enough positive about it. And there's not a single thing I would say is negative in it. So yeah, one or two minor little gripes, but they're editing choices that Denis Villeneuve did that I, I may have put in a different order. I think they should have established the dudes that end up trying to plant the bomb. They should have done that a little earlier to prepare you for it. Sure. Instead of it being like mid second act. But, um, but yeah, Oh, it's so great. So great. Yeah, I I would say uh, Denny Villeneuve is probably like the director I'm most excited for to see things in the future come out. Yeah. Like, yeah, I am hyped yeah. for Dune. I'm hyped for whatever piece of news that I see. Because if you've watched any of his other movies, like Sicario is awesome. <sighs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Have you seen Enemy? Enemy, Enemy. Is, oh my gosh! Strange, but it's, it's good. So good. It's so, so good. He has he has yet to do <laughs> anything so that's good. made me like no. So I'm really excited for something like Dune. Especially because the yeah. only rendition of Dune that we have is the that old uh, David Lynch. David Lynch before David Lynch had the reins to to do anything on his own and so like they wouldn't let him do anything and it's a terrible movie rendition so it's like i'm hyped for it because like it's it's a great book and i'm I'm yeah really ready to see somebody do justice totally totally prisoners i also forgot he did prisoners that movie that is a very oh my gosh that movie is so (laughs) stinking good (laughs) i feel like i could spend days talking about how great denis villeneuve is i feel like it, and this is this is probably touching on some of the other movies we talked about, but there's a couple people who are directing and writing in science fiction right and other right movies. now that are that fantastic. Really, oh yeah, really and the other one, you know, Alex Garland. We talked about. Yep. Um, yep. We, did we already talk about Annihilation? Uh, briefly, we, we didn't bring it up as a as a um, yeah. I talked about Ex Machina. Um, 
he you know he hasn't directed a ton of stuff but writing includes a ton of my favorite movies you oh, know wow. um 28 days later which i love uh sunshine red really really loved Red from years ago really right, great right i enjoy watching that um i bought it because i was like it's never on streaming services so it was like three dollars totally oh, worth man it. yeah um, every penny you know there's there's a lot of great stuff there so i'm gonna keep following everything he does holy cow he also wrote the beach yeah which was a really weird movie but it was great so a lot of great crazy good interesting works in there Mm -hmm. so back to arrival real quick um that's a movie that i watched with my wife um just like at our house and i think we rented it and we liked it so much that we went we immediately turned around and bought it and then watched it like three more times <laughs> yeah, because it was just nice. like awesome. And like the soundtrack, yeah. it just, again, again, just, it just pulled us in, man. And still to this day, like I see it in my, and it's, I don't own a lot of movies in like digitally, but that's mm. one of them. And I just see it in my list once in a while. I'm like, man, that was, that's good. Like I just, <laughs> I can't even remember some plot points sometimes because my memory is horrible but I just think about the movie and I'm like, I can, I can feel it. And I feel the soundtrack and I'm just like, man, it was freaking awesome. So stuff. that to me is the, is a mark of a great movie. If, right. if you remember the feel more than you remember the story, mm-hmm. then it, then it did it right. Agreed. For sure. And I, I agree with you. I'm right there with you. <clears throat> oh yeah. Hopefully I didn't steal yours, Jared. What, what's, what's your third movie you want to talk well, about? Well, I mean, my third movie you did already steal it with her, but that's fine. I was it really? Movie. Was her your top? Yeah. Okay. Well, her, I mean, I mean it's not, a fantastic I don't really movie. have these in order. They're not in order, but her was one of your tops. Okay. Yeah. That so was what's your, what's your backup? Top. So my backup uh, for now is Children Star of Trek Men. Two, the Wrath of Khan. Children oh, of Men. Children of Men. Children of Men. Okay. So, that um, is so great. Directed by Alfonso, Alfonso Cuaron, who, who yeah. is one one of the directors of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, you would never know because a good one. his other movies are never are not anything like it. <laughs> um, Chil- Children of Men um, is is just like a, a nightmare scape oh, of what hum- how fast humanity could lose hope. Mm-hmm. If something happens. So I'm a sucker for sci-fi that's set in the slightly futuristic time. So that's why, that's, yeah, that's why I really like her because it's like, that's only kind of in the future. It's only right. like a few years away from right. like where we are. Their technology is really not that much different. Well, mm-hmm. like Children of Men is set in a in like a future that's not that far off. And it's just... Mm-hmm. Oh, at some point, no babies have been born for 18 years. Like the youngest kid was 18 and then he died. And then so like what kind of like the world felt when the youngest person in the world died. And then like, yeah, it's just all hope in humanity is just totally gone. So it's like this chilling nightmare scape. I haven't seen it actually. Oh, you haven't? I have not. I don't know this movie at all. Kevin, have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it less than a year ago. Yeah, yeah it's where, where this human infertility has just rendered society completely unstable. And then it also is just beautifully shot because, like, 
there are a handful of scenes that are six minute one shot takes oneers and yeah yeah and they it, they just keep going and they're they do crazy things and like it really builds tension because so many things are happening in these one shot takes while while it moves through like they're trying to escape through like this uh area yeah and, like things are happening places are blowing up and it just follows them through it and so many things are happening it's like six minutes long and you're just like blown away and then he just keeps doing it throughout the movie and it just builds tension and it's it's really 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 good if yeah. i'm a sucker for uh time travel and space i'm a sucker a huge sucker for one shot scenes like you will like this then oh yeah I, you'll love it dude i i i just like i love that i love the filmography like cinematography and effects of having one shot yeah it's, it's sexy <sighs> as a wise rapper once told us you got to make it look sexy right yeah <clears throat> yeah so smart man i i seriously like that is one movie where yeah it again it just like sticks to your ribs and you remember seeing it the first time kind of a deal mm -hmm. man it's so good you're gonna love it, dude. When you say, "I literally just bought it now," like because I was like, "I haven't seen this movie in like five years," um, and Children yeah, of Men, it's right so great. It's so great because it also fits in that like post-apocalyptic niche of like you don't know. Like it reminds me of The Road in a way of like you oh, don't yeah. know who to feel more sorry for the person who remembers what it was like before or the person who grew up only knowing that. You know what I mean? Like the hope that's also introduced in Children of Men, and I don't want to—I don't want to spoil it. But the inciting incident, AJ, is basically there's a woman who is pregnant, and and I mean that makes sense for the plot. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And so the main character is basically trying to escort her to a place to where people will be able to figure out why she is able yeah. to get pregnant. How how is she pregnant? But why? Right? Yeah. But because because humanity hasn't produced a new child in almost twenty years, the nihilistic aspect of humanity is just so deeply exposed. And it also touches on like, uh, you know, I I illegal aliens and demilitarized zones and sanctuary and things like that. There's a lot of people in cages. It it makes uh, sense. Like so if you would degrade to that level of a of lifestyle, like it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy. Where does yeah. he make go without any hope, basically? Yeah. Yeah. It also has Michael Kine. Okay. So Michael Kine. Michael Kine. Yeah. Is Which he is in it for real? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Just the yeah, British. Yeah, it's, a, it's a bit part. He's not, yeah, he's, he's not even in the main list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Julian Moore, Shea Wattel as you for. Oh, yeah. a guy that there's no such thing as too much Shea Wattel as you for. So yeah. Okay. That's gonna that's on my list then to watch. For yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Also it for me it fits two genres, man. Cause I also kind of consider post apocalyptic stuff kind of its own its own. Hey man, thing, you know. Fury Road was this close to being one of my three. <laughs> it's ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It was close. It wasn't love, it wasn't science yeah. enough for me to do it though. I, I had it on a list, but it wasn't in my top. No, don't have to be science to be sci-fi 
for what me, a, what a friggin' cool movie that movie is, right? Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I, Christy, and I every now and again will still just look at each other and just go mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that movie. I quote, "Witness me, like witness all, me all, all the, the time. time, all the time, time, all the time." Dude, oh man, and that shot when Lux just like witness it. Oh, it gets me every time. Gets me right in the field. Well, hey, it's, that can be a discussion for another episode of the Science yeah. Fiction Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oof. AJ, um, take us out with your final film, my bro. Okay. You know how I do? You got to give some disclaimers. No. Um, it's going to be great when you no. like. No, 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 no. no, no it's no, going to no. be like, it's Sanic. Sanic the Hedgehog. You got to go oh, fast. No, no, no. He's so no. fast and it's I love a, him. It's a Pokemon. I so, love the Pokemon. So like I said, I'm a sucker for time travel. I'm a sucker for space. I'm a sucker for um, the one scene shots, the extended shots, right? There's one more thing that I'm a sucker for, and it's, it's I don't know if you call it a genre or like a subgenre of science fiction or a category of science fiction. I don't know how you want to say that. But it's uh, definitely like when you have – it's not Inception, but it's the Inception idea of just like this super twisted reality. Okay. Where it really like screws with your brain kind of. And Inception maybe is not the best idea of it, but like just something that it all, not even alternate reality, but it's like, it's your reality now, but then it's like, it just trips you in your brain. Right. So, so, uh, and maybe this is cliche, the Matrix. Okay. I don't think it's cliche. So man. I freaking love The Matrix because for a lot of reasons, but just like the, I, I remember the first time I watched it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we live in, the, in that world, like just like outside of The Matrix, let's say already, that there's a world already run by AI. That's that they and and they're not ever described or like we don't even meet them we don't know anything about them, right? And that's kind of awesome, but that we're we're plugged into this. Just we're a battery and we're plugged into this network and living our lives uneventfully and like unaware, and that makes you just like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, are we living in the matrix now? Who knows? Who know? It, it, it really, it really is great that way. And being like, you question your own reality, like you yeah. said, you're just, oh yeah. man. And I think it, it yeah, really. You, you slowly look at your hands and you say, "I know kung fu." Yeah. <laughs> Jared doesn't it all, like it, obviously. It's also but, a cult. No, I love, I love I'm just joking. Sure. I'm joking. Touchstones, but man, so many things make jokes about or steal things from the Matrix. Shrek steal yeah. time stuff from the and Matrix. I hate Shrek, but even I have to recognize that. Well, that, so yeah, yeah, Matrix was very, it became very mainstream or very, like like from the Back to the Future perspective, everyone, mm-hmm. you could reference the Matrix and everyone knows what it is. And that's not why it's my top. I, I think it has its own, it, it kind of supports itself to be that mainstream, right? That's totally. why it's mainstream. But there's some key factors in it to me. It came out first of all. I didn't throw it up. I didn't throw up our stats. Hold up. Ninety nine. It's kind of it's kind of important. Yes, it came out in ninety nine. 
and if if we think about what 99 was it's like the dawn of the internet the dawn of pcs of like really grasping a pc in every home everyone using the internet just right before y2k baby right before y2k and so that the idea of the matrix was like perfect for that time period and i think the movie holds up in its own right beyond Mm -hmm. 1999 but just for like the climate the y2k climate of 1999 i think it's like huge in that Mm the computers could take over the world some epic battle or of ai right and so it's true it's just it trips me out to think just that whole concept of how the movie operates i I loved it so when i first watched it it's one of those you like you said with arrival the feels you remember the feels Mm -hmm. i just remember like being kind of blown away at the concept of the movie sure there's some like bad acting in some places it is what it is but but like the concept and the overall plot agent smith you know (laughs) yeah it's great i i you know i don't even feel like there's the maybe maybe the acting isn't trying to be as like uh you know like the annihilation or rival style but it fits the movie and its themes really well it does it doesn't always it's not always too serious you know there's there's definitely some like we're just going balls to the wall with our action and our visual effects here right that doesn't take away from what what the whole you know the the science ideas that are in the movie mm-hmm. you know yeah i i actually don't think that anybody i i think the acting in it is pretty great not actually. bad acting i just think weak. there's maybe some like cheesy lines once in a while cheesy lines i think though that the but, but maybe also... maybe it works because it's just like that's what it yeah. is that's the world it is I also think it kind of heart like another thing that it kind of has to give a little bit of credit to to kind of harken back to to Jared's 2001 suggestion is is it for the time it was super cutting edge on what it was trying to do mm-hmm. like that is what introduced the world to bullet time like the moving slow mo shot didn't exist uh, until that happened right and so just like that very aspect itself to me also speaks volumes in, in how much it is part of the like public mind if you the, the shot that stands out to me in my mind though is the helicopter mm-hmm. when, he, when he dives out the window when no it, when with it the glass the helicopter hits when the it glass. ripples oh and it ripples yeah mm-hmm. that's one of the coolest visuals it just sticks in my head um yeah i really i really <clears> like so it. even even um culture outside of how how they go in and out of the matrix and and you know even that reality and what it does to your own mind i loved how he learned to manipulate it mm-hmm. it was just kind of it was just sweet to me <laughs> as yeah. i don't know how old i probably was when i first watched it you know 10 11 whatever just like awesome yeah so it's always left a mark for me i'm trying to remember the name of the character that betrays everyone but like they actually make Cypher. him, yeah, Cipher. Yep, he's sympathetic. Where he's like, I don't want the reality. If it's this is so much better. Like it really is showing that. Like I'd rather embrace not knowing. I'd r- rather it, live in the mundane and not know. The ignorance sure. is bliss. Right. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Just right. Like he it, yeah. uh-huh. it does 
job of showing those different perspectives i feel like where it's it mm -hmm. doesn't just make him like seem like an unreasonable angry bitter person but totally. he's just like i want out yeah, i want dude, out the reality. real life the real life sucks mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it's tasty wheat and who's like at, at least in there i didn't know i was being a human battery yeah yeah right yeah. right and like yeah. i feel like people it, there's mundane moments when you were alive where you're just like, man, if there was something more interest, like that's, that's the immersion of playing video games or reading books or watching movies is that mm -hmm. it feels like you're in that mundane. You're like, man, somewhere else, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So funny story about the matrix. Uh, my parents saw it in the theater on like a date night. Okay. <laughs> and they came home and they talked about how great it was. And then I was like, sweet, I'm going to go see it because I was like 15 at the time. And they're sure. like, no, you're not. You're not. You're not allowed to go yeah, see it. Sure. And I was like, oh, man. So like two weeks <laughs> later, I said I was going to some other movie. I don't even remember what it was. And I biked three miles to the theater to, go to, the theater <laughs> to go see it by myself. I told them I went and saw a different movie at the theater. But yeah, it was it was pretty great. That's like the closest to like I was at that show that I can get, like I saw them before they were big. Like not many people saw the matrix in the theater. Sure. So mm -hmm. it, it didn't have a very good cinematic run. It, it gained a cult following and then got big enough to where they wrote the other three movies soon to be third. Movies. So my dad actually was on a plane in, you know, 1999 or 2000 when this came out and yeah. like they showed it on the plane where we were flying across country. And so he told us like, Oh yeah, I watched The Matrix, and at the time I was like a scarred ten-year-old, like what? That's that's rated R. Like what? <laughs> what, yeah. are you, what are you doing? He's like, oh no, it's fine. There's nothing in it, and there's like, there's not. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, there there's is. not. Sure. And it's just that's like R-rated movie I saw as well, and I watched that with my dad. Yeah, so I so I watched it when I was young, and it was it was great. Um, but I. <laughs> It's it's funny because like my family had weird rules with rated R movies, and <laughs> the first rated R movie I saw was a Keanu Reeves joint, but it wasn't The Matrix. It was Speed. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Which is definitely rated R. Not definitely a bad. rated R movie. Well, well the funny I, thing I've was, heard, is... I've heard a rumor that the only reason The Matrix got rated R was because of it was the like sci-fi violence. No, right. It's because of the the jackets they wore Columbine were the jackets. same as the Columbine. Oh, yeah, it sounds like a rumor to me. Oh, <laughs> oh it a hundred percent is. That's why he was saying it sarcastically. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can so, see something silly like that happening though. So we've yeah. all kicked our top three, right? Well, not top three, but our uh, just like high ranking that we're gonna throw can out you here. Can you put them all up on the stream? I, like all I three of ours. Can all four of ours I can go through them? But before we do that, well, no, I'll do it real fast. So. I, I threw up Matrix, Back to the Future, and Galaxy Quest. Um, Jared here threw up um, Children of Men, Blade Runner 2049, and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Correct. And then Todd had Arrival, Her, and Abyss. The Abyss, but yes. Oh, sorry. It looked like You're just fine. Abyss on IMDb. So James Cameron will... will... Take it out of I'm your sure eyes. he will. And Devin, Dadman, as it were, had Alien X Machina and Terminator 2. Yeah. Now, real quick, because we're in, we got some chatters. 
Um, I just want to kick through some of their suggestions real fast. Uh, Big Haas, he actually Doctor Dunk and Big Haas have loved Tremors. Yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I can give a nod to Tremors for sure. Yeah, I think my favorite one that came up in the chat, or my two favorites actually, are probably Minority Report, which that's good. Is a it's a spectacular movie. Uh, yeah, and Edge of Tomorrow. So Both okay, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Edge of Tomorrow, Edge Live, of Die, tomorrow. Repeat, whatever. That was so, in my time travel kind of. I, I had a group of time travel movies, and I don't. If you, it's hard to call it time travel, but it is time travel because he still is repeating a day, but it's not in the same sense as like interstellar time travel or Back to the Future time travel, right? Because he's not going back thirty years to change a timeline or anything. But nonetheless. I would say the Edge of Tomorrow is super well executed for a movie. I almost put it in my top. It is right mm-hmm. there. So was Interstellar. And I know Interstellar might be controversial. <laughs> I, love, I love Interstellar. It falls apart in the last act, but I think the first three acts are great. I think you want to say that it falls apart in like a four-minute scene. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I... Yeah stuff with matt damon's a little silly most most people with that just they they're they're gripe with interstellar what was that i want to hear what jared's take on interstellar is oh interstellar is pretty i think it's good i the really think lo- it's bullshit but the the whole thing is good okay but on interstellar the thing is that i i think a lot of people have a gripe with is how do you represent the fourth dimension or like like that when he's you know when he's the fabric of time and all that shiz how do you represent that? How do you film that? And you so, can you don't do it? That in a you just you you make it implied is what you're saying. Correct. You also don't have somebody who can survive entering a black hole. That's also <laughs> something that you don't do. Well, you're also Look, saying that on a sci-fi podcast where get, it's not reality, right? The problem was that that movie was supposed to be touting that it was going to be like scientifically accurate, and they had NASA scientists consult on it. And I, I well, can't. Hey, they were pretty. They were pretty close on what the black hole actually looks like. That's true. Yeah, there were some of those things that you could tell they did use the influence, and then others where they're just like, "But we need to make a cool movie, so we're moving on." Yeah, I really I did wanna... love how they went to planets, like how the planets and time function worked. Yeah, it just. So- it it worked really well. So that's my nod to Interstellar. But anyway, Hot Zumi, welcome to chat. He said, Titan AE is an animated yeah. flick, but underrated. It doesn't matter that it's animated. Um, I'm so glad he brought that up. It still counts as a, as a science fiction, you know, nod. So I haven't seen that, it personally. That movie, you're, you're spot on. That movie is so good. That movie has been on my watch list since I was like 14. <laughs> I saw it at an Albertsons for sale. You know, Disney had that like weird phase, like right before it, it was kind of as they were shifting over to the like Pixar CGI phase. Treasure, treasure so, like, Planet. Treasure Planet. Um, um, AE, Iron Giant. Is this the correct Titan AE? Yeah, it is. Okay. The premise is, is like it's Titan after Earth, is what the AE stands for. Okay. And it's about how like. Humanity has created a spaceship that has the resources to create another Earth. It's, oh, it's so good. 
Yeah, it's so, so good. I haven't seen it in years. I bet it might even be on Disney Plus right now. If it is, that's that's my weekend. Right there. <laughs> Just um, watching yeah. some Disney uh, sci-fi flicks? Yeah. <laughs> what was the... There's like a third one that I, I want to say was in there. Because Iron Giant, now that I think about it, wasn't a Disney joint. It was Atlantis. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, it's I've the seen, Atlantis movie. I've seen that one way too many times, but it's really yeah. brilliant. Uh, um, we've got some Resident Island, or Resident Evil, Shrieker Island, uh, Pitch Black. Anything with the re- I actually really like Pitch Black. Pitch like Black, a lot of Predator yeah. nods. It seems like Predator. Yeah. The Predator is the one with Adrian Brody. Is I I really enjoy it. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's fun. Yeah, I liked the Adrian Brody one. I also like the original. It's good. Um, Riddick. Big House mentions Riddick and which Pitch Black is the first. Yeah, I just watched Pitch Black for the first time in my life just uh, about a month ago. I can't say that I've actually seen it. You haven't seen it at all? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we've watched it in my house or I've tried to force you to watch it. You know, I've fallen asleep to about every movie we've ever turned on, right? (laughs) Every time I'm like, I'm like, has anyone seen Pitch Black? Nope, no one. And I'll just like play it, and then like most of the time, people are like, time to eat or leave. I never Same. leave. I just fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, oh. as a clarifier, there, I fall asleep That's in the correct. theater in the theater That's seat. Just, yeah. just saying. The uh, the other one that I try to force people to watch is Sunshine. It's not that they're like the best science, oh. it's just that they're not as widely viewed. So you're not I'm a like, fan, Todd. People see I know. It. I love Sunshine. I think Sunshine. That's... I put it in my list. I didn't. I didn't uh, yeah, put it in like the top. It. But I actually almost used that for my third in case somebody was going to mention Arrival. That's the one I was actually going to pick if Arrival got picked. Nice. I also wanted to say Tenet, but I also know not everybody's seen it. I and haven't it seen that yet. On by a lot of people. I haven't seen it either. Or is I have a question? Is has anyone seen Ad Astra? Nope. Ad Astra. Nope. Yes. I have not watched it. Is it good? No, I didn't. I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Everyone has said it's bad, Astra. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I actually in my own list, I threw in um, Martian, Snowpiercer, Total Recall. Um, Snowpiercer is going to be. My alternate was a Martian. My alternate was Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. I haven't seen that. If someone took one of mine. I have not seen a lot of movies, actually. Yeah. That that saddens me, my dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's (laughs) like Jim Carrey showing the world that he's like, I'm a great actor. You're just only seeing me in comedies most of the time. Sure. No, I actually like Jim Carrey in, what was that, 23? Is it is that the movie he's in? Number twenty three. Number mm-hmm. twenty three. That was yeah. a very serious role, and I liked it. Um, one other movie I wanted to mention. Um, Independence Day. Yes, it's, that was in my list. Action sci-fi. It's great. You know, it's fun. And on it's Independence a, Day yeah. track, I also put Men in Black. Is in my Will list. Smith. Will Smith come the Men in Black. I think that Men in Black. Ah. What, what, Todd? What are you going to say? <laughs> no, I, I'm right with you, man. Men in Black is great. Men in Black is so, so good. I think Men so in Black good. plays, to me, it plays on the same 
um almost the same track as the matrix of like alternate reality but and the reason why i say that is because it, it all the aliens like you don't know they exist mm-hmm. it's the same thought of like you know is devin in our podcast oh is is God. this guy right here below me is he like yeah. an alien and we don't even know it is he gonna unzip his head yeah <laughs> i i really like i mean you want me to put my hands behind my like, back like this <laughs> Sugar. Sugar water. Hurt my throat. Water. So I I seriously love Men in Black because it's also in that like subcategory of there's a world that you know nothing about that is there. Like mm-hmm. Harry Potter ripped that from Men in Black. No doubt. Of just, of just this like world that exists. That you know nothing just, about. It's like about the dark web. You, you totally are oblivious to it. Almost it's like, right. yeah, have you ever heard of the dark web? Yeah. It's the same exact idea. There's just something that totally exists that is totally utilized by hundreds of thousands of people. Well, maybe uh-huh. hundreds of thousands is a lot. But a ton of people, a large group of people, and you don't even, the majority of the world doesn't know it exists or how it operates. So. Yeah. I have ball I have chain two. guy cracked me up. <laughs> mentions. Okay. Um, and this is one I feel like is so overlooked in sci-fi, but is universally considered a great movie. And it is Jurassic park. Yeah. No, I don't think it's overlooked. You're saying no, people no. don't think of it as sci-fi. It's sci-fi. Okay. It, everybody loves Jurassic park. People don't think of it as sci-fi always, but it is totally sci-fi. A man rambles about chaos theory. Half the movie, you know, true. <laughs> That's like that's not normal mm-hmm. conversation. Plus dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> it's man man uses technology in a way that we don't understand and causes problems. Oh, it's, it's it's God creates man, man creates dinosaurs. No, yeah. God creates dinosaurs, God kills the dinosaurs, God creates man, man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. No, man man destroys man kills God. Man, man destroys, man destroys God. God. Man creates dinosaurs. Yeah. And the the moral of the story, life uh, yeah, finds find a way. A way. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other one was Looper. Looper just for a good time Looper's travel. Great. Looper's yeah. great. Also, weirdest yeah. of makeup to make somebody look like someone else, but not quite like someone else. Just enough that you're like, oh, I can kind of see it, but also you don't really look like Bruce Willis. I mean, he's <laughs> also doing a spot on Bruce Willis impression, though. Yes. Like so it, spot. There's, there's good stuff to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chat in the chat mentioned District 9. Yeah. Oh. I, I remember watching District 9, I believe. Were we in high school, Devin, when Thank that you. came out? Right after? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just kind of was impressionable of like having machines and junk like cast off as like unwanted. It, it was so strange. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. yeah i actually saw somewhere that neil blomkamp the dude that directed district nine he's currently scripting the sequel okay Ooh, interesting. oh yeah he had always said it was going to be a while until he got to it if ever and i think after chappie he was like okay maybe i need to like make maybe i need to like make something cool yeah so, yeah yeah sure yeah well we should probably cut it uh probably 
we've, I, we've, I've honestly loved the discussion. I think totally. uh, it's hard to shut up about is my problem. Let's start I, a podcast yeah. is, uh, is born and, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. I um, think if there's one takeaway, one moral of the story tonight is, um, life, uh, find, finds life a finds a way <laughs> and then life will come back in time and create its own divergent timeline. Yes. Guys, I'm so excited to rewatch Children of Men. And sadly, Titan AE is not currently available on Disney Plus. <laughs> it breaks my heart. Well, take it up with management. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we say at the end of every episode, AJ, go yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I, apparently, that's what we say. We do. <laughs> Uh, we say, well, yeah, uh, say la vie. Yeah. La vie. <laughs> la vie. Yeah. Well, this was fun, guys. Yeah. Do it, yeah. Some time. it was good. All right, guys. Good. Have a good night, chat. Hasta Bye. los años. Bye, Felicia.